What's up, what's up? We're back with another episode this week. We have on Taylor. You may also know her as the camera lady on all social media platforms. She is an incredibly talented photographer, videographer, content creator, and so much more. She has so many hats that she wears. She is lead house videographer and photographer for The Vanguard, which is a premier nightclub owned by Insomniac Events on the East Coast. She has worked on the media teams for huge, festivals such as Lollapalooza, Bonnaroo, and many more. She has worked exclusively for many artists such as Cascade, Haleen, and the list goes on and on. She's taken phenomenal photos and videos of myself for a few shows, and she's just a doll to work with. She also does so much content creation for Disney and just lots of freelance jobs along the way. Her journey is very interesting to talk about and I definitely think it'll shed some light to those who are hoping to get into electronic dance music as a photographer or videographer or simply pursuing this career as a passion in itself. Do not forget to check out exclusive content on my Patreon bonus material, ad-free episodes, and podcasts only at www.patreon.com backslash this is Lizzie Jane. Don't forget to hit the like button, leave a comment, subscribe to my YouTube channel if you like what I'm doing. I really love doing the in-person podcast. It is a totally different vibe, a totally different feeling when you have face-to-face contact. If you like what I'm doing, please hit that subscribe button. Make sure to follow us on Spotify podcast, Apple podcast, and Google podcast as well. Don't forget on Spotify now, we have the video feature too. So even if you're not able to watch it on YouTube, I know a lot of phones, when you close your phone, the video goes away. On Spotify now, you can watch the video with your lock screen on. It's pretty dope. Spread the word. Tell your friends about the podcast. I'm just here to give you guys a transparent conversation about the people who work on the back end of the industry, as well as some of your favorite artists and content creators. Without further ado, this is Lizzie Jane, and you're tuning in to the Lizzie Jane Podcast. The show today was brought to you by Vitaplur E-Boost Gum. With no pill to take or powders to mix, Vitaplur E-Boost Gum is a first-of-its-kind energy rave supplement that provides magnesium, electrolytes, and antioxidants while you chew. Vitaplur is the perfect complement to my active lifestyle, whether it's at the festival, on the road touring, or hitting the gym. Chew Vitaplur and dance with confidence. Hello, Taylor. Hello. Hi, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I'm so glad we finally got to make it happen. Yes, yes. I'm so excited. Yeah, for all those listening, um, this is Taylor. You may know her as the camera lady Mm -hmm. on all social media. Yes. So for our listeners, can you just give us a little bit of an explanation of what you do in the electronic dance music scene? Yeah, uh, so I'm a photographer in the electronic dance music scene. That's pretty much straightforward. Do a little video. Uh, I work at the Vanguard here in Orlando. I do socials, kind of do a lot of things, but mainly photography is my thing. And I've done all sorts of things from working with artists, festivals. I do other things outside in the music industry, like Lala and stuff. So I'm kind of all over the place. I feel Mm -hmm. like that's kind of how you have to be (laughs) as someone in your shoes. It's like the more hats you can wear, 
the more doors you can, you know, yeah. open the opportunities to. And mm-hmm. you've taken your craft and your skill, not only mm-hmm. in the EDM industry, mm-hmm. but outside to yes. things like Disney and mm-hmm. stuff like that. You just shot the Disney marathon, right? Yes, I did. <laughs> that was a lot. Four days and then a couple extra days of like fixing up stuff. But yes. that's actually why I moved down here because I actually started working for Disney and I worked for ESPN and then did weddings and was doing music on the side. So I've always kind of done a little bit of everything. That's sick. Well, I mean, it's kind of like, especially going through COVID, you all of a sudden realize that you have to have multiple ways to make money and you just can't depend on one thing. And I think that's the biggest thing that a lot of DJs and producers had to take away because our scene, no matter if you're a photographer or an agent, a manager, an right. artist depends mostly on live touring yeah. for, you know, our income because, mm-hmm. you know, now with Web3 and the whole NFT world, it's changing a little bit of yeah. the game, potentially mm-hmm. long term for income for artists yeah. and like digital creators. Mm-hmm. However, pre that, you know, this is the way that we make our money. Right. And when it all gets taken away, you're like, fuck. What do I do? Right. Like, what do you do? I mean, like, we lost so many events that year, and you were kind of like, okay, well, I can only stay inside for so long, and then I got to start doing something, whatever it may be. Mm Got to do something, though. And it's pretty Mm -hmm. crazy because it's even now— we're pretty blessed to live yes. where we live because you go anywhere else. And if you don't have a reservation somewhere, you're pretty much not getting in. Yeah. And it it's, you know, relatively normal here, but it's still not back to 100. No, exactly. Because even like when I was going at the end of last year to like California or Vegas and stuff, I'm like, do I wear a mask? Do I not wear a mask? What do I need to do? There's only so many people and different festivals are like, you need to be vaccinated and show a test. And I'm just like. I just want it to be all on the same page. But then people come here and they're like, do I need a mask? And I'm like, nah, you're, you're fine. I <laughs> it's just, fine. Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah, that's my thing. It's like, I don't know. Do what makes you feel comfortable. Right. But also, I'm pretty sure Florida has Immunity? just this like herd immunity <laughs> right. thing where everyone's forced themselves to yeah. have it. And now we're just kind of operating. We're just rolling. Yeah. We're just rolling. Yeah. And how... Soon before COVID, did you move down to Florida? So oh, you said you moved here. I've been down here since 2014. Oh, okay. So, like so you've been years. here. You've I been just here. was saying this to someone else because they were like, oh, well, you probably, because we're talking about EDC Mexico. She's like, you probably get sunshine in Florida. I'm like, the low today is 49. I was like, not all the time. And yeah. I was like, honestly, my blood is so thin because I've been here for eight years. Like, I don't have like blood anymore no whatsoever. where are you originally from i'm from chicago mm-hmm. okay so yes. i'm from gary indiana oh, okay there yes. we go so yes. i'm right Midwest. down the road exactly right down exactly. the road and yeah it's my blood is i love this kind of weather but oh, i'm yeah. also you put me in anything a little bit colder than this and i'm like shaking i'm yeah. like okay this is this is pretty pretty cold right. you're like this is cold now like i could do it but not anymore Exactly. And I'm really excited kind of for the future of events because this was the first time that I saw really a festival in Florida during this time. Mm -hmm. Usually before, I would say pre-COVID, we had never had festivals during the winter kind of off season here. And it's Mm -hmm. just like, what the hell? This is the perfect time. Yeah. Don't make me go to a festival on Memorial Day weekend where I'm fucking sweating my ass off (laughs) and I can't even Uh, walk two feet without like feeling the drench on my back. I can't imagine you as a photographer at like a live event during the summer. (laughs) 
Paint that picture for me. <laughs> it depends. I mean, like, this is the funniest story because, like, I just was so stupid. I do in-house for Lala, and I have to do all the food photography on the first day. So, like, I don't start shooting music usually until, like, later. And this year I was doing food, and the last thing I was shooting was a ramen bowl. And I'm standing there trying to take a photo of it with, like, the Lala balloons. And all of a sudden, I just feel it start spilling down me. So I had oh. ramen, and I was sweating, and I was like, guys, it's— two o'clock and I smell and I'm drenched and like it wasn't even that was the hottest day too like there was people I like I shot Olivia O'Brien after and they were like pulling people out of the crowd because it was so hot and people Mm -hmm. were dehydrated and I'm like this is just gonna get worse so like in the hot days it's terrible but like when it's cool it's great like rain eh. but like I'd rather that in the middle, like you said. Like, yes. This is perfect. Like, this is yes. this is the the epitome of a good shooting day yes. for something outside. Yeah. You wear a jacket, you can run around, get a little sweaty, take right. the jacket off, you're done. That's why I feel like, have you ever worked EDC yes. Las Vegas? Yeah, I just shot EDC Vegas. Okay, so was, October, yes. was that super cold or was it that? Was, no, it wasn't as cold as people said it was going to be, like. We thought it was going to be so cold. We all came bundle, bundled up, but like it was pretty okay. The worst was the freaking stairs having to like climb from the artist lounge down. And I was like, with all this gear by day three, I was like, I'm so over this. Like, I never want to do this again. Honestly, ever. I've heard that working EDC Las Vegas, not even working, attending EDC Las Vegas, you have to like train for that shit. Oh, yeah. Because you are stuck in the middle of a speedway a race motorway whatever and it's what like six miles long it's some Uh, some like absurd ridiculous i don't know like it sucks because it's also the only way in and out is you drive or you chopper and i was like i'm saving money to chopper in next year because i don't care it's a thousand dollars a day take my three thousand dollars because the drive is terrible too in and out like coming back it was like a two-hour drive back to the ship because it's like supposed to be 20 minutes away but it takes you like two hours and i'm just like and then it's two hours to drive and then you park and then you walk and then you go in and you're just like you're dead i got here and i'm done <laughs> like and then that's like even before the whole entire night starts right. starting of like thinking of shuttles i remember i think it was ultra it had to be 2019 when they mm-hmm. moved it to that island. Oh, yeah, that moved one. Oh, and my then God. I remember the people getting stuck on the shuttles yeah. because I was playing. That was like the first year that I played like Miami Music Week mm-hmm. parties. And I remember just getting texts from workers saying, we're all stuck. Everybody's stuck. No. And like no people were like off. passing out on the bridge. Yeah. But it's back where it used to be this. Yeah. That's going to be so good. I like shot just Miami Music Week. I didn't shoot Ultra that year. And we had friends staying with us that are like, I'm walking on the bridge. And we were like, I am so glad I did not go to Ultra. Yeah. <laughs> no. It sounds <laughs> that. It, no. I get it. Logistically, you take it out of the residential area. Right, it's but. better for everybody around. But if you think about it, the amount of income that it brings the city is yeah. is like way that out. Way all of your nicest hotels and all of your clubs and all yeah. of this being sold out and the people paying for the property and X, Y, and Z. And it's like, okay, you can kind of populate a city with what you make in four right. days. And I had this conversation with someone last night about like how I was talking about Lala and people were like, Lala is just so much more better accepted by a city than Ultra. And we were Mm -hmm. like, we don't understand because it's making money for your city. Anytime one of those festivals are in the city, it's not just like they're taking all the money. There's money going back into the city because they need their permits. They need the space. 
people are taking so transportation and hotels and it's like well I, I understand the noise thing but it's like you can deal with it for like two Ooh. days three yeah. days however long it is like it's and, fine yeah and and it's like again I get it I understand the inconvenience mm-hmm. but it's also not even that it's bringing so many jobs like the build right. out like all of that stuff like it's giving people in your city income right jobs that's exactly. being turned around and spent on properties in your city. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I totally get it. But at the same, the same flip side, there's a lot of pros to being a part of a festival. Yeah. So how long have you been working EDM festivals? Um, I mean, it depends on like what you want to like say, because I was the photographer and I don't condone this anyone, please. I say this every time I say this, I used to like sneak my camera into festivals, like when I was in college and stuff, like. I mean, I used to sneak it into Lala. I mean, that's how I got, like, photos. But I got my, like, I kept trying to get working with publications. And I think it was in 2017, I got, like, my first press pass. Like, 2017, 2018, I got my first official press pass. And it was to Cascade Sunsoaked. So it was a big moment. I love Cascade. It was great, like, freaking out. So that's when I started, like, doing that. And, I mean, as we all do, like, we only get paid so much, like, doing it. So, like... After I did that, I had, like, smaller, like, paid stuff, nothing crazy. But then I kept, like, adding more and more. And then, like, probably, like, 2018, 2019, I was just, like, getting paid work and not doing anything for publications just because I couldn't do it. But at the same time, I was still also doing, like, sports and stuff at Disney. So, like, I was kind of balancing both. And, like, that was my 9 to 5 until I found, like, be able to make it full time. So, like, I was able to... Unfortunately, I made it. I was at the end of 2019. I was starting to want to go full time, and then COVID kind of like made it happen. <laughs> there you, you go. Hey, yeah, here's yeah. Gift. Here's the gift from the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, here's the things that we can't control. Ta da! Right. Um. That's that's awesome, and it's mm-hmm. it's so much of a journey, and people yeah. don't realize how much of a journey it is. And then on top of that, they don't realize how long you have to work to be mm-hmm. placed with a client where you're actually going to make a little income. Right, exactly. And I mean, it takes time. And like, for me, I was kind of at that point where I was like able to make money off of music, but I just didn't have the time because I was still doing nine to five or whatever mm-hmm. crazy hours I was working over there. And I mean, it was just like, I want to do it, but it's like, oh, you have these benefits and all, and you kind of get scared and like put back and forth, back and forth. And then COVID kind of happened and I was like, well... It happened and now's now's my chance because then I ended up getting laid off and I was like now is literally my chance like I have nothing else tying me down I don't have to go get another job I mean I could have very well like I have a master's in sport and entertainment management I could have gone and very well worked with like a sports team doing event management or whatever it was like but again they were just as affected as music was so I was like well I might as well just do photos so like I just started doing more and more like portraits and stuff on the side and then food photography and I do product photography and I was like whatever I could kind of do to get money off of I would Mm -hmm. and then my first show that I shot back during like kind of still height of COVID was in October I did the Subtronics two-day run for a DDP so that was like the first one I got to do back and then after that like the following year I kind of started getting stuff here and there as things were slowly coming and then I started shooting at Vanguard and then I've been doing like a bunch of Vanguard stuff, Vanguard stuff, because really Florida was all we had. And then Lala was the first big festival back. So I came back for that. And then I did some insomniac shows and then just like stuff for artists. And it's kind of kept going. And most of the festivals that have been 
out like last year I would have done. I also would have shot Bonnaroo, but that got canceled. So, I mean, that was the other thing is like there was some stuff that I was lined up to do, but then COVID things or hurricanes or whatever canceled it. So I still had like smaller stuff, but most of the bigger stuff, we only had so many festivals. So I did most of the ones that were out there, but still there was only so many people to do it or to put it on wherever it was. Yeah. Even now, you're seeing things fluctuating. When I played the show with Slander the other night, Mm -hmm. I was talking to a member of their team, and they just said, you guys are in the right spot here. Yeah. Because everything that we've worked to reschedule, to Mm replan for Q1, Q2, potentially even Q3 of 2022, is now on the playing like field again right. and it's up in air and it's we don't know if this is going to happen we don't know if this is going to be right. you know a successful run and you know it's to the point where artists are just releasing things and you're seeing festivals like Bonnery, you're seeing festivals right. like imagine you're seeing festivals all over the board mm-hmm. cancel because it's it's especially seeing like an incident like astroworld yeah. it's better to cancel than have something like that happen exactly exactly and like not even that it's just like with COVID back and forth, like I was talking to Haley in the other, like literally yesterday, because I was like, they were like, we didn't even like book other cabins because we didn't think it was going to happen and we're not sure. And it was like a back and forth. And I was just like, for me, I'm like, I wanted to go and obviously like still work with her. But I was just like, at this point, it's like so late, they don't have anything. And no one even knew if it's going to happen. The same thing with Coachella. We were like, I have tickets to that. And I'm like, I want to shoot that. But there's still people like, is it going to happen? Like, we're not sure. And so, like, even normal shows are canceling here and yes. there because artists have COVID or artists are dropping out because of this. So, it's, like, that. But also, what do you do? You have to move on. You have kind to. Of. You have to, like, somewhat adapt. And I feel like everybody's still trying to get their foot in it right. and figure it out because there's so many moving parts and so many moving factors. And that's just before you get to the aspect of live events. Like, right. from an artist from releasing, it's, like, you're starting to see all these artists like Citronics, Excision, Res, mm-hmm. start to put out their albums that, yeah. you know, these have probably been ready to release for quite some yeah. time. And they're trying to hold off so they can do a tour to support it. Exactly. And then what happens if that tour falls through? Like, I was on hold for a tour to be on tour from March to July this year. And that mm-hmm. whole entire tour got indefinitely postponed. So it's like you're seeing people. Right. Who, and these are... I mean, you're looking at top players, people like Citronics, people like right. Rest. And they're even, you even see them, you know, if it's not going to be successful, they're not going to put it, it in. Because no. I, I think the general consumer doesn't realize how much money it takes right. to make money. And, like, how much you're in the hole before you even mm-hmm. see Something. an inchling of return. And right. that's on all ends. Like, yeah. I can't imagine how much you spend on your equipment and all of this stuff where, you know, I talk to right. other media friends and they're like, oh, I just dropped 4K on this lens yeah. and 6K on this, but I'm charging you 250 And it's like, yeah. it's, it takes a lot to mm-hmm. build that up and build yourself to where you're working steadily with a client to make money. And like, you're working mm-hmm. pretty one-on-one with Haleen now, mm-hmm. right? She's yeah. wonderful. Yeah, Haleen, she's the greatest. She's like, so sweet. Like I said, I was talking to her yesterday Groove Cruise, unfortunately, is just, like, not going to work out for us. Just because, like, again, people weren't sure. And then the last minute yeah. rooms went. And I was like, what do I do? Like, I'm like, I can't go. And they didn't, like, put in for a team because they weren't even sure if it was happening. And it's just, like, a lot of back and forth. But she's great. We'll be at EDC Mexico together. And yes. then she's looking at potentially doing a tour. So we'll see. Ah. But, again, like, everything because I'm like, hey, I'm like, I just, like, 
even talking about that, we're like, they're like, we don't know. Like, we're kind of like trying to figure it out. Like what dates are going to work best, like with whatever else we're doing. And I'm like, it's fine. I'm like, just let me know. I'm like, I just would rather hold like obviously the dates for her. But again, it's just like, we can't even solidify something when we're like, is it yes? Is it no? We're not sure. And I mean, like, even with shows at Vanguard, sometimes we're like, are people like going to come? Are like they not? And I don't know. But she is wonderful. She's great. Like, she'll be at Groove Cruise next weekend doing two sets. And yes. then we'll be at EDC Mexico for That's, Saturday. It'll yes. be my first time ever in Mexico. I was telling someone, I'm like, I don't know. I have, like, not been anywhere, it seems. I, I was literally just thinking about that the other day. I was sitting in my studio, and I was just like, Am I supposed to be doing something? Like, am I supposed to be going out and getting, ex- like, get, like going and doing things that I haven't done before, new experiences? And then I reflect, and I'm like, Lizzie, with what money? Where right. are you going to go? With what time? Yeah, with what time? Just chill. Like, go on a walk. You'll be fine. But that's that was my thing was that, you know, I feel like your 20s are for just, like, life is just, a lot. Sometimes. Oh yeah, and and it's figuring mm-hmm. things out, and one door closes, another one opens, yeah. and then you somehow don't really realize where you've gotten, but you're trying to stay aligned with your goals, right? And it just kind of all works in a really weird way. Yeah. But my thing was always, I'm gonna have music take me here. I'm gonna work yeah. as hard as I can to have music take me here, and I feel like mm-hmm. you've done that with your craft. Yeah. Where you know you. I mean, festivals are super dope, too. But when you go to a city, it's like a whole new experience. Exactly. It's something different. And, like, just, like, talking about, like, music can get you places. Somewhat, like, I always get asked this question because it's always, like, also, it ties in, I promise. Um, no, it's you're always, good. like, well, what's, like, the biggest thing? Like, what was your goal? What did you want to do, like, with music? And, like, like how are you going to get there and blah, blah, blah. And I was, like, okay. I've already gotten there and I'm still trying to figure out where else I want to do because for me, like my bucket list with music, I was always like, okay. And I love all music. Don't get me wrong, but I'm going to sound like such a basic person, but I love Cascade. Like he's my favorite DJ. Like I love all types of EDM. Don't get me wrong, but Cascade is a Chicago thing. He was like one of the house music, right? He was one of the first DJs. Like I saw, he was like one of the first DJs I saw at Lala. The first DJ though, I actually saw at Lala was Zed at two o'clock in the afternoon, which is wild to think about like Zed at two o'clock. Like those two shouldn't be in the same sentence, but it was. And so Cascade's my favorite artist. I always wanted to photograph him. Taylor Swift is like my all time favorite, like musician. So like, I always wanted to photograph her. And then Lala was my favorite festival. So I was like, I want to just like those three. That's like what I need to do. And I did it in the matter of a year. And it was my first year because my first press pass was Cascade. And then I think, I don't remember if I went and shot Lala that year. or I think it was the next year. And then I went to Lala, came home, and I got a press pass for Taylor Swift in Tampa. And I was like, oh, okay, wow. wow, this is like, crazy I was freaking out but it was great and then the that coming year I ended up shooting Lala and I was like I was like oh well what do you like what do you want to do and I'm like I literally don't know because I'm like those are like the three on my bucket list and now I'm just kind of like wherever I end up going is where I go and like people are like well do you want to do tour do you want to do this and I'm like really like I'm open to anything it's just like for me I knocked those three off my list and now it's kind of just like ride the wave bread and butter and like I'm just thankful to like be doing it and it's just I've gotten to work with so many different people and so many different things that like 
I never would have put certain things like on my list, like, like EDC Vegas, like, yeah, I always want to go, but like shooting it, it was never something I thought about or like doing tour. I'm like, oh yeah, like that's kind of cool, you know, or like Bonnaroo. I'm like, I always thought like if I do those things, like everything else would have like happened before, but cause I was like, those are like my top, but now it's like, those are the top and now everything else is kind of coming after, which is just so grateful to be a part of and see because it's not something I expected or I wanted to do. So I feel like I have a different perspective on that. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. And so many times when you make those lists, I feel like every creative has those lists. Right. They're like, okay, I want to play this. I want to shoot this. I want to mm-hmm. release on X, Y, and Z, you know, hit right. these numbers, get with this team. Mm-hmm. And they seem so unobtainable. And you're right. like, wow, okay, I'm going to have to bust my ass to yeah. get here. And then it happens And the sad part, I was just talking to a VJ the other day, Mm -hmm. and she does a bunch of stuff in, like, the crypto art world. Uh And her thing was that, you know, she had so many massive things, and Mm -hmm. then she would be in them and doing them, and she wouldn't even take a second to take a step back and say, oh, my God, like, I'm here. To take it in. Exactly. Like, that's how, like, I kind of feel, like, I kind of got to do that a little bit more with Lala this year, because, like, for me— there were so many big moments of Lala, but my favorite, I got to shoot Mark Rebier. And I was the only oh. person on the team. And he was a request. We got to do requests that year. And I was like, okay. I'm like, there was a couple on my list that were like priority. Like St. John, him, for sure. I don't even remember who else I put. I just remember like those two. I was like, I want a His Meg, stage presence. But like, like, he was so great. And I was the only photographer there in those photos it's my most liked photo on Instagram and I'll cherish it forever. It has 18,000 likes. I was like, yes. Yes. Like it was so great. And it went into like New York, like poster times and stuff. And like, I got a copy of it and like, that was really cool. Cause I was like, Oh, like I've always wanted to be published and you get published in like little magazines and stuff. And then I like got that. And I was like, that's like my first like physical copy I have of something. So like, that's kind of been something I've geared more toward is like, okay, I've done this. So and like, now I'm like, let's do like an album cover or let's do some sort of cover for something or a magazine spread because now I'm a little bit more in the mix like three, four years later and I have friends that are in EDM that work in the rap community, that work in like folk and country and stuff. And I see them all doing different things and I'm like, oh, you know what? Like I never thought about that. Like I want to do that. And like this past year, something I also had on my list was a lot of like my friends and mentors like in the photography community got to do like iHeart, like an iHeart radio. And I was like, I want to do that. I want to do an iHeart. And my friend who does iHeart for Vegas recommended me for Fiesta here. So I got to shoot Fiesta, which was like really cool. It was great. Something completely different. Like I'm usually not hired for like Latin pop or Latin music. And the energy was great. It's some of my favorite photos. And like the work just to like be like okay I've gotten to do iHeartMedia now and I have like cool photos from it I got like articles and stuff I'm like this is great so I'm like now kind of trying to do like what can I get like published in or where can I like see stuff now is more geeking me out than like who can I work with because I've done so many things and working at Vanguard I get like all different people every week so I'm like now I'm like where can I see stuff like working with people I get such a good variety now I don't have to like worry and I'm not stressed about like can I work with this person? Can I not? And like, I don't know. It's something different now is like, again, just taking you along that journey. Yeah. And like your, and your resume, that's how you grow Mm -hmm. is doing things that you wouldn't necessarily see yourself doing. And also things that make you uncomfortable. Yeah. And, and like the things that make you uncomfortable, you're like, damn, can I do that? 
Like, I don't mm-hmm. know if I can do this. That's when you walk away and you go, wow, that wasn't that bad. No. Let's do it again. Mm-hmm. And a big thing, too, and I see this a lot with kind of like a running analogy with, like, artists is they want to put themselves in a box sometimes. Yes. Where they're I, like, uh, I'm that. only going to make this type of music and this is what I'm going to do. And while you can become incredibly successful doing that, mm-hmm. and it's, I would say, maybe easier on a short track road to, like, mm-hmm. quote, unquote, brand yourself. Because photographers right. do that, too, you know, with your editing style, right. who you work with. I think that taking the longer road and being more well-rounded is how you build, like, a career. And, yeah. like, don't, like, shut yourself off from certain things because I never thought I would have podcasts ever. And, like, and, and then one are. day, they're just like, go, do it. Like, I'm like, why not? Okay, like, I like to talk. Like, I talk a lot. So, yeah. like, let me talk to other I feel people. You. I feel you. Like, I've thought about yeah. doing a podcast, too. But, like, for me, just, like, go do whatever you want. Like, that's how I kind of, like, feel about, like, who I work with, I'm mm-hmm. kind of like, oh, okay, like whoever, like I'm just gonna bring it along the way. And like, I don't just do music photography, I do wedding stuff for Disney, I do sports for ESPN, I do portraits on my own, I've done food photography. I'm just kind of like, I enjoy photography in general, like yes. as an art. So, like, that's kind of my jam. And I'm like, I'll do it. I've tried everything once and I swore I would never do wedding photography. And here I am, I shot a wedding two days ago at Disney. Like, but Disney weddings are different. They're different. I, it, it is. It is They're different. <laughs> okay. It, it is different. So I am not a Disney freak, but okay. but okay. the 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 Grand Floridian. That's the wedding. Well, that's the wedding yeah. pavilion. Mm-hmm. That shit just looks like it would be a wedding from a fairy tale. Like if I was gonna get married anywhere, I don't think I could do Disney because then I would be a Disney freak. <sighs> but I also think it's so beautiful. So when it you is. shoot weddings there, are they like? freaks or is it like just a really pretty place to be it depends it's like a mix of people and i've had this conversation with people there because they do right it's a disney wedding but they also have the tv show so you see them in the park in these like crazy places and not every disney wedding is that way sometimes it's literally an hour of the couple with an officiant and you taking photos and their witnesses and they're on a beach like that's it sometimes it's very short and sweet yeah other times it's at the pavilion sometimes it's at Animal Kingdom by the Tree of Life. Like, these crazy things. I mean, working at Disney, I've seen all sorts of things, but there was a friend of mine shot a wedding, and they redid the whole restaurant to look like the inside of the Haunted Mansion. And I was, like, looking at the photos, and I was just like, how? Like, I'm like, they were at a restaurant at Animal Kingdom, and I was like, I'm like, I can't comprehend how this really looks like a Haunted Mansion, like, theme to me. Yeah. But I'm like, it's literally, like, Disney magic. Yeah, yeah. Quite literally. And, I mean, sometimes in the pavilion, there's a bunch of flowers and stuff. Sometimes there's nothing. I mean, it depends on the person. They all do something different. And sometimes it's just, like I said, them and 14. Like, the wedding I just shot at was the bride and groom and their 14 friends and family. That was it. Nothing crazy. They went and had a brunch up at Contemporary, and then we took photos. No DJ, just, like, nice brunch with a violinist, first dance, cake cutting. Took photos, and they were like, thank you. It was a wonderful day. Like, that's it. Like, so, and then there's other days where, like, two weeks, or no, not two weeks ago. This was before Christmas. I shot a wedding that was literally in Italy. She came in the Cinderella coach. She left in the Cinderella coach. We did, like, a whole thing, like, out on the water in Italy. They did photos, and then they went to the Living Seas with all, like, the fish tanks and had, like, a brunch. Like, there's big, there's small, there's 
everything in between. So it's that's crazy. dope though. I feel mm-hmm. like that's a little bit more maybe interesting than like shooting like shooting at like a church. Yeah. Or like or like something mm-hmm. that's like a more generalized wedding yeah. place. And you never know like what you're gonna get. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. That's, that's true. It's it's all just like building as long as yeah. you're doing your craft mm-hmm. and like what you love. Cause it's there's so few people who get to do what they have as a passion for an actual job. Right. So it's like take mm-hmm. what you can get sometimes and exactly. just like enjoy it. And I just don't think, I think long-term, you know, once you've put in your 10 years, you know, it definitely can be financially fulfilling, oh, yeah. but I don't think the majority of creatives are in it for the money. No. You oh, know? no. No. I, I tell people that all the time because again, another question I always get asked. Like, how did you start in music? Like, what would you tell people who want to get into yep, music photography? Yep. And I'm like, my first thing is, like, this is not for the faint of heart. You are no. not going to make money. Like, and I mean, I'm in, and I'm sure you are on Facebook, like, these music industry groups. And it's, like, event groups and women in music groups. And it's just, like, people, like, I'm trying to, like, I'm kind of burnt out. I don't know if I can do this. And it's like, well, how long have you been doing it? And they're like three or four months. And I'm like, you've barely been doing oh, this. Oh, like, no, no. I'm like, if you really want to do this, you will be doing this for yeah. a while. You'll do it. Exactly. Yeah. And you'll do what it takes. And like, that's it. And that's why I always like, I tell people, I'm like, it's not for the faint of heart. And like, if you really want to do this, you, you have to stick with it. Like, you're not going to make money at first. None of us are in this for the money. We are all in this because... We have some sort of creative passion or drive and we want to do something that pleases other people, makes people feel a certain way. We share our art, like that sort of thing. Like it is all about the passion. It is not about the money. No, no. And and it just it's it is the way it is. And it's Mm -hmm. like most people I know who do EDM photography, a lot of them are not as well versed, I would say, as you are Mm -hmm. as like some people, they just want to be there. Yes. And and that is awesome but at the same time I don't think anybody should work for free oh so no. there's this line where it's like because I've seen that on both ends where you know I remember when I was a local and I would lose booking because I was like hey like you gotta pay me something right like, like, I, just, I can't just like come, come. right yeah. I'm not doing this like when you reach a point where you're like it's not just for exposure like yeah. I have to get paid and I mean Again, going back to that there was COVID, I understand budgets are different. So things are still, like, working back up. And, like, we all are kind of like, yeah, let's work together because we all want to get where where we're all trying to get back to. So we can go back to whatever we were paid and whatever we paid each other. But it's like right now it's just like I see some people doing stuff and I'm like, please raise your prices. And, like, you, your work is so much better than that. And, like, people think, oh, well, my style's not for them or, oh, like this. I'm like. Just because they say no to you doesn't mean there's someone who will say yes. Like yeah. the person that said no to you because you're too high is going to go find someone that will do it for whatever they want it for. And they're going to get what they paid for. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, but that's it. You get what you totally paid for. But there is someone out there for everyone. Like regardless if you're a musician, if you're a photographer, a videographer, if you work in event ops as an artist relations manager, as a TM, there is someone out there for everyone. And just because one of the people does not work out for you doesn't mean there's no one. Like, exactly. you just got to find them. It takes time. Like, I thought a couple of years ago I'd found an artist to work with that was going to, like, be good and we would, like, make it work. But it, things just didn't work out. And I was kind of, at the time, I was bummed. I was like, this kind of sucks. Like, I really thought, like, we had a good thing going. We were going to, you know, get more gigs and that sort of thing. 
But, like, they went in a different direction, which is fine. Like, I get that. Like, no problem. And, I mean, this was also, like, before COVID that this all happened. And then, obviously, COVID happened. And I was like, okay, well, this sucks. So we kind of just, you know, moved on. And they moved on. And, I mean, they've had a great career since before when we were working together. And then post-COVID. And now I'm kind of like, I found, you know, like I said, Halion. And it just, like, we work. We blend well. And it's just, like... And I think it's like for me and other people have said it, it's like because I don't just do EDM. It's because mm-hmm. I'm out there doing other music stuff. I'm doing bands. I'm doing DJs. I'm doing guitar players. I'm doing full like folk things. Like I'm doing different things. And I think that's the thing is that people get so involved. Like I need to do EDM. I need to do EDM because we have such this big culture over other music that we can dominate almost and technically in the festival scene you don't see as many other like rap and folk and country yeah where they think it has to be a certain way and she's like you know i'm not a dj like i sing like you sing you know yeah. when you have someone it's take photos so of you djing versus singing you want to look a certain way and yeah. like that was the thing that clicked for us and she's like no one's ever figured that out i'm like but how i'm like you're not by the booth like you need to see your face you're doing things you're interacting like you interact differently when you sing versus when you DJ. And don't get me wrong, DJs still interact, but there's a different presence and you need to be a different way. So like for me, it just works. Like it works well. And that's the thing is you just have to find what works well for you. Yep. And like mm-hmm. to this day, dude, the photos that you took when I played with the Cali at Vanguard <laughs> of me singing are like my favorite photos. My mom saw that. She's like, who took that? And I was just like, this girl, she's like, She's good. Like, yeah, but it's <laughs> the difference. You. It's like right. most EDM photographers don't know how to shoot for performers of different elements. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. just how it is. And if you, right. and I've never even thought about that. Like literally it's you say true. this and like a light bulb went off in my head and I'm like, holy shit. Like maybe that's why I don't like those photos when I'm singing from people who specifically work with DJs. Right. Because they aren't knowledgeable how to take that. Yeah. And broaden that horizon of like the angles right. and the way you're shooting mm-hmm. and all of that builds into your worth and it's like there's also a power in saying no mm-hmm. and saying like hey yeah. like I can't accept this rate like I can't like I, I just can't justify right. it and there's a boundary between like knowing your worth and being super egotistical and mm-hmm. like li- like wanting above your means right. and above what you know you you know acceptable for yeah. a certain rate and just also like not just knowing your worth and like finding who you work with but like knowing when sometimes like taking a little bit back and saying okay for this is going to take you a little bit further because that's the other thing is sometimes we like for me specifically I weigh things all the time where I'm like okay I get approached by someone saying hey can you come shoot us our, our set for whatever festival or can you come shoot this and I have to think about it like, hmm, is it good? Like, they, maybe they've already given me a rate is what I'm saying. Like, I don't yeah. get to come back. And I'm like, well, do I take this? Or, like, at this rate, because this person might turn into something more, or do I say no because, you know, I don't necessarily need it. And, like, it's nothing against the artist or anything, but I have to think about, like, is this specific scenario whether it be a wedding portrait session sports music festival is this going to advance my career in the way I want it to go or is this just going to be like hey check another thing off the list yeah and Mm -hmm. and it it comes in these very weird waves where 
you know, not always the best paying gigs are the best yes. ones for you. Mm-hmm. And yep. that goes all across the board. And unfortunately, what I've seen as like my progression is the bigger the opportunity, the less you're going to get paid. Agreed. And yes. and you have to weigh those evens and odds out mm-hmm. as like what you just said. Mm-hmm. Does this align with my vision of what I want for myself, where I want myself to be right. placed, what my want my name to be on and mm-hmm. my brand to be associated with, or is this just a quick cash grab and right. it's not going to do anything? And and I think that's when you reach a certain point where again, this is why it's important to be well-rounded, versatile and be able to do other things that are going to get you money that aren't necessarily in this specific line of mm-hmm. work where you can pass on those things that aren't necessarily in line with what you want somebody from the outside to associate yourself mm-hmm. with. Agreed. It's, yeah, yeah, because, you know, you can get, you know, as us, like, we get offers from, like, CD promoters. They may be for two, three grand. Right. But at the same time, it's like, is there a street team? Is there a media crew? Right. Are there Are there... Is there a marketing budget? Are there things that are going to make this successful? Right. Or would I rather take something that's a little bit less paying Mm -hmm. that's really in line with where I want to go? Yes. Agreed. And and I mean, that's just something you have to do because there have been festivals in the past where I like did it one year and then the next year they came back and I'm like, I can't justify it. Like this specific event is not going to take me further. And then, I mean- no bad blood, that person recommends me for something else where I'm like, this one is not that great on pay or anything, but this one is going to turn into something else. And I mean, it did. Like, I shot Friendship, and it was so last minute. I didn't even have a passport. I got a passport three days before I left on the ship. It was wild. Like, this happened all right before, like, Christmas, and I was still full-time at Disney, and there was a race and I like went to my manager. I was like, listen, I was like, this is such like a big, big, big opportunity for me. I'm like, can you just please like go without me for like two days of the race? Like that's all I need. I'll be back on this day and then I'll like finish out the week and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, yes, like, please go. Like they knew like that's my thing. And I was like, okay, now I got to get a passport. And like the the whole group with like uh, just Gary and everyone was so wonderful. And they're like, we got you. Heard that's the, like that's a key. Gary yeah. is yeah. freaking Desharto is freaking amazing. That whole AMF team, I love all of them. Like that was my first cruise. I got my passport and like went on there, and everyone just made me feel like family. And like I kind of just went around, and they were like, "Hey, you need to do like the pop up sets, or if Gary needs you somewhere, just come." Like so, it was kind of crazy, but. I photographed so many people. I met so many different artists that like I worked with after and it was just a great experience. And like, I was like, if I did not take that like leap of faith and like be like, you know what? I know it's not what, where I want, like what I would even ask for, but I was like, let's fucking do it. Cause I'm like, I got it paid for. I basically, I still got paid. Like they got me a cabin. They still paid me. Yeah. And I was like, I had everything included and this really like helped push me forward. And then I worked with, they have people there who worked with DDP. So I started working with them and like, they're all like everywhere now, but because I made that choice, it got me further. And like, it was, it's worth it. You have to just, like you said, weigh it. And I mean, sometimes like I'm a big believer on like intuition. If like your gut's telling you no about something, don't do it. If your gut's like, yes, do this. Like just even like a little bit of you. 
is like, I'm not saying like when you know it's a no, you're mostly like, no, like if there's like 50, like percent, 55% chance you're like, I feel like there's just something that's going to happen. Just trust your gut, trust your gut on it because usually it's right. Yeah. It's usually right. Oh, a hundred percent of the time. I think trusting your gut is, is a huge thing. And, and I get it. It's like, sometimes you just have to take like a step backwards to take two yeah. steps forward. And that just happens over and over and over again as you progress mm-hmm. in an industry like this. Yes. So um, before I let you go, I feel like I could talk to you for hours. Oh, no, we could. We're going we're gonna to do okay. another one of these this, down the road. This is what happened last I know. night, I'm like, I'm like, motherfucker, I could talk to you for hours No, this now. is what happened last night, too. The guy who was interviewing me, he's like, we only got through half the questions. He's like, can you come back for a part two? I was like, yeah, I'll come back. Oh, yeah, it's you're fine. like, like yeah. No problem. Like, that, it just happens every time. Like, this is probably, like, the fourth or fifth podcast I've been interviewed for, like, in the past year. Everyone's like, I want to do another one. I was like, I yeah, like, like if this was remote, I'd be like, okay, I'm going to get some coffee. We'll be here for the next five hours. Yeah, right. So, yeah. <laughs> um, for somebody in your position who's looking to break into media in any facet, not mm-hmm. just electronic dance, yeah. what would be the best set of advice for them? So, like, I answered this question last night. Yes. I'm going to answer it the exact same way. Okay. And I was like, first of all, you need to, my most important is surround the people who are going to support you, who believe in you, who know, like, who are going, they're not just there for whatever. Like, and I have a really, really small group of friends or people that I would call, like, my best friends, like, I say, I have my boyfriend who's my best friend. I have a gay best friend. Yeah. I have my best friend from when I was six years old back home. I have a, and I have like a work best friend. Like those are my four, like my best friends. Like I can go talk to them about anything. They're going to be there. Sometimes they kind of come to music stuff with me, but they're not heavily involved. Like it's yeah. someone outside. And then like, obviously I'm like my mom and my family back home. Like have your people who are going to support you because like if I did not have my boyfriend or like my best friend's like being like you know just go do it do it do it like who cares I remember I came back from ultra one year my boyfriend and I bought tickets to Lala and we were left with a hundred dollars in our account I was like let's go like I didn't care at the time I was like I was gonna work and I was like I'm doing it like I just I have that little bit of drive in me so have a good support system my second would be is don't like don't sneak your camera in first of all because people will still try to do that Find the right routes, like find someone local to work with, practice portraits. Maybe your thing is doing music portraits, Um, practice food photography, practice marketing, because I got hired at Lala, fun fact, to do marketing. I was not hired to do music at all my first year. I was solely hired to come and help with marketing. That was fan photos, sponsorship, food, merchandise, everything but music. And when I got there, they're like, hey, like, here's just like a media band so you can go in the pit and shoot music when you want and I was like okay (laughs) but I got hired to do marketing and it turned into something else so don't think that just because you want to do music media you have to do artist stuff you can do other things so think about practice your skills with that um don't splurge all your money on one thing because you don't need the best camera you don't need the best lens you can go rent a camera for $80 for four days. That's a really good, like, mirrorless Nikon camera, for example. When I send my stuff in, I rent cameras, too. I used to think, like, oh, renting cameras, everyone's going to think I'm a fake or whatever. No one fucking knows that you're renting a camera except you or whoever you tell. So get what you can afford yeah. and work with the tools you have. Learn your tools, too. Like, that can be, like, number four, number five, number three, whatever. Like, learn your tools. Like, 
there's YouTube. You don't have to go to school. I was one class away from doing my major in photography and then didn't get it because I transferred. But you don't have to go to school. Like, you can learn from others. And also be humble and don't, like, think you know it all. Always keep learning. And if you really want to get into this, you need to invest your time. Find, like I said, a local artist. You can find a local publication to work with. Like, try and get a press pass because that can jumpstart things or working with a smaller artist, even if it's your friend to start and like it can grow from there. I've seen that happen with many people. Like everyone starts somewhere. Maybe you do high school music portraits for, I don't know, a concert, like do event photography and just get out there, like put yourself out there and learn different things because you can get hired in the music industry for more than just doing music. We all think you have to just be that artist or you have to just be doing music something. There are so many other things in the music industry you don't know and you just need to explore it. Yes, Mm -hmm. yes, yes. All great pieces of advice. I can't Mm -hmm. wait to caption it with the words. This is what we do. (laughs) One, two, three. I lost count. Yeah, right? But thank you so much for coming on today. I really appreciate it. Everybody can find Taylor at Camera lady on all social. Yeah, there's like periods in there for Instagram, underscores on Twitter, and different things. Because, you know, we can't all sync up. No, we can't all sync up. Never, (laughs) never. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I really appreciate you. Thank you. This is such an informal episode. I'm so happy I got the chance to sit down with Taylor and have her on. If you are looking to get into the world of media, photography, videography, and more, I'm sure she would answer any questions if you guys feel free to reach out to her, the camera lady on all social media platforms, and see what she's up to as well as where she will be shooting next. Remember, subscribe on YouTube, follow on Spotify, follow on Google Podcast, follow on Apple Podcast. This is Lizzie Jane, and I'll see you next week for another episode.